Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash VHP and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Just go to audibletrial.com slash VHP. Hello, one and all. My name is Spike Saltzer, and if you're looking for the show in which thoughts turn into banter, then you came to the right podcast, because this is the Vacant House Podcast. As always, I'm joined by my podcast companions, Kyle Bargo and Hayden Snook. In today's episode, we will tackle a somewhat controversial subject in torture. We will be discussing our personal definitions of torture, if it ever should be a legal occurrence, and also some of the most brutal forms of torture in human history. So, if you find yourself being a little squeamish to the idea of different torture methods, you have been warned. But first, as always, since we like to think that our audience actually cares about what all three of us have going on in our personal lives, what's new with you guys? Bargo? First off, that was beautiful, Spike. I want to lead with that. Um... I last... really appreciate how you guys compliment <laughs> was... me on that. I don't know. No. I don't know if it's sarcastic or not. No, no, no it's it... actually legit. Your flow is just like if I had a word to talk about your flow, it's just like beautiful. But over the last four days, I was at the beach, which was a nice change, uh, nice and relaxing. I got to read a book, got the people watch. We were oceanfront, so half the time, Brittany and I were sitting out on the deck and just watching people do crazy things on the boardwalk. I know Hayden. That one year, we went to the beach. Uh, I, I felt like I was watching us in our youth. That, that's really, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the the year you, me, and Daphne, uh, you took me to the yep. beach, and we were all just doing like ridiculous things. And she bought one of those. Oh, what the hell are those things called? It was like the the Jamaican jacket. Like the amount of girls yeah. that were that were running around. The, rug, a, the drug rug. The drug rug. Yeah. The amount of like twelve year old girls that were running around in drug rugs and rompers, and all the dudes had like. The beach skateboards, man, it was a sight to see. Isn't that crazy? How like different life is, but how similar it is at the same time. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane. Like, I feel like it wasn't that long ago that we went to the beach, and now we're all like fairly different people, but not different in certain ways. Not too much though. Not too much different, but I don't know. We all grow a little bit here and there. What about you, Hayden? What'd you do? Well, as I have discussed before, I do photography and I took the advice of you, Kyle. And well, I guess it's not really your advice. You just asked if I was going to make one, but you said it might be a good idea. And I thought it would be too. And I'm actually seeing a lot better like results with engagement mm-hmm. now that I'm on my own separate page. It's almost like a new, like new people and more active people see a new page and follow it. Mm-hmm. But I'm already up to 120. 13 followers or something like that nice so that's that's pretty nice and i got a pretty cool grid going and i'm gonna do a style where i take the top three photos from the shoot and then use that as that uh that row my instagram post like i'm gonna make three separate posts and that row that of the instagram grid will be those three so it actually looks pretty nice right now i think it looks very planned and and conformed so Mm -hmm. Uh, if you want to follow it, it's at Snaps by Snook, 
and you could probably just look up my name too and it'll pop up and you'll get my personal way in that one so mm-hmm. yeah i saw you just did your shoot for morgan and that was yeah, really I good that. i like that, that. Good. yeah i they were i mean i just loved how the dog was so cooperative now was the, that was that new because what? I saw I saw you posted like clay, which I, I saw before and uh, your cousin. But was that was that uh, with Morgan? Was that a new one? Yeah, I, I actually did a shoot with her yesterday. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did that shoot yesterday and uh, I made I actually that was actually my first commission shoot. So really, Congratulations. Yeah, they actually paid me for it. So that was I felt accomplished. It's a good that. step. Yeah. Step in the yeah. direction. I mean, it wasn't like I didn't obviously overcharge her because mm-hmm. one, she's a coworker and I, and she's a friend, so I wouldn't do that to her, but it's just like, it's nice to make some money and see some reward from the work. For sure. Well, Absolutely. what's cool too, that I was, uh, I was thinking about, I noticed you already did it was now that you have like, you already had your Facebook page, right? But right. the fact that like you can kind of share everything back and forth between your personal and your photo or your photography page. So you kind of get like, yeah. even yeah. though the audience is blended, you kind of get two different like shots at mm-hmm. him, him getting an impression. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. What What's interesting about it is I, I will like today, just for example, I put an Instagram story on my page and then one on my personal Instagram and I had like three or four of my followers on my personal Instagram transfer over to my photography page. And it's, it's nice to see that they're one a actually paying attention and care. And also that like, uh, I can get people to come over. Like you said, being able to transfer viewership is pretty nice. And I hope it's working with the, the podcast too. We do the same thing with the podcast on our mm-hmm. personal Instagram. So yeah, for sure. Spike. Am I, am I up? I was going to say, am I up? So we're not going to skip you, transition right? <laughs> well, no, no. It's one of those things where I, I kind of wait for an awkward uh, silence, and then I wonder <laughs> if it's my turn. Um, have you guys ever – I'm going to ask you this. Have you guys ever – like you have maybe like a friend in a certain class, or you have a friend at work, or a group of friends, whatever it may be, and then you hang out with them afterwards – and you realize, okay, yep, we're just going to remain friends at work. Like you just realize mm-hmm. that like only at work do you truly get along with them or not even get along, but you you have that in common so you can kind of tolerate each other. But then afterwards, if you try to hang out, you're like, yeah, we're just going to keep it kind of professional. So in a way that you see them too much already kind of deal or is um, it just like you're just different I, I just think, I think conversation changes mm-hmm. and it's a different setting. Right. Because so you're not going to talk about work after work yes yes gotcha. or, or you might talk about it a little bit but you're not there so your your comfort level is at different and what you talk about is different because you, you're not really fearing that your bosses are around or customers are around or anything like that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we had a golf staff party and by golf staff i mean kind of like the younger people um all got together at this one girl's apartment and i'm not gonna lie I didn't enjoy it and it wasn't because like I'm older than everybody because it's not like I'm like eight years older than everybody like no Mm -hmm. I'm like three years two years some people even one year so like we're kind of all in the same boat Mm -hmm. it was just like I I don't even know how to describe it like what I am not I mean you guys know this I am not a true college person I don't 
I didn't make a ton of friends in college because I don't really necessarily like I'm not compatible with them. I don't listen to the same music. I think most of them are irritating and annoying. I think most of the guys that go to Penn State are douchebags. And I think most of the girls that go to Penn State are sluts. Is that an unpopular <laughs> opinion? Probably. But that's just what I think. So wow. when I go, when I went, yeah, I know. What an when alumni I, network. <laughs> yeah. So when I, when I went to this, like what they were saying, what they were talking about made me feel just so different and so weird. And then they, they were even like teasing me because I'm like kind of like their manager. And like they were, they were like acting like I was like 35 years old instead of a 23 mm. year old. And it just was extremely weird and awkward time. In fact, at one point, and you guys know this would probably like irritate the crap out of me. They asked what um, we were going around saying, like what sports we played in high school and stuff like that. And I said, I played some basketball and tennis. And they all started to crack up laughing. And I said, what's funny? And they said, there's no way you played basketball. And so you, what you you could imagine my anger at this. So I don't know. I don't know how you guys approach this stuff. I don't know, like, if there's anything that you guys like, if someone says that you're not good at something, like if it really you're like, yeah, let's oh, start yeah. out with that. Hayden or, or Hayden or Bargo. Is there anything that if someone said, yeah, no way you're good at that, you'd get pissed off about? OK, you want to start, Hayden? Yeah, you can go. OK, so at work recently, um, we were walking to grab lunch and it was my boss and me and a few of my coworkers and they were just talking to me. It was probably it was a few weeks ago. So like, we're still like somewhat getting to know each other because I started, I think three months ago. Um, and we don't really talk like too much about our personal lives, but anyway, they were talking to me about football just randomly. And they were asking, like they had just watched, I think it was the NFL draft. So it probably would have been like a month ago. Um, they were asking about like all these different things and like, isn't it crazy how a lot of these guys are like freakishly athletic and they were pretty much just dissing like the D three level. And like, yeah. I somewhat, I somewhat diss D three too. Like it, you're going through the same motions. You're working probably two or three times as hard, but the difference is you don't have the freak athletes. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like the difference between D three, D two, D one is mostly speed and size. The work ethic's still the same. The amount of time, the time commitment's still the same. A lot of that is very, very similar. Um, and we were talking about it and we were talking about um, like different things in the NFL draft and talking about what we, what we, I thought I could run. And I was like, oh, well, like a four, four, seven, four, eight isn't like completely out of the blue kind of like that. That's something that's achievable. That's something that I definitely easily could have done whenever I was like playing like senior yeah. year. And they're like, oh, there's no way, like maybe like a five two. I'm like, whoa, like I didn't know if these guys have like a completely unrational understanding of speed to where like if you never played, a lot of them didn't ever play sports. So like if you never yeah. played a sport before, you're not gonna necessarily understand like seeing a regular person off the street and, and go do that. And then the other thing, but it, it was all in fun. And then the other thing was. There was, uh, you know, guys know the uh, the blue mailboxes that you see for like U.S. Postal. Yeah. There was one of those, and the guy was like, "You think you could jump that? Like, is your vertical like up there?" I was like, "Oh, I could probably get in my prime. I probably could have gotten close to that because we used to do those big box jumps, and that was at mm -hmm. least like, I don't know, three three and a half feet. Like it, it was pretty up there. Now I'm not saying mm -hmm. I can jump like five feet. Well." we went over and measured it and it was like four feet. And I was like, yeah, I could probably like get close to that. And everyone was like, no, there's no way. So I completely understand like 
when people they just you can't judge a book by its cover you know you see things on on tv and they're probably if a lot of them hadn't played sports before they went to like really big schools they're thinking of like six seven shooting guards or they're thinking of lebron or kobe like they're not thinking of spike salter from belleville you know yeah mm-hmm. so so i don't know i guess this isn't really a skill but I generally have a very good read on people whenever I meet them. Mm-hmm. And whenever someone tries to tell me that they're a good person and I just know deep down in the bottom of my heart, I'm like, they're not a good person. And then it turns out later in the end, it's like that kind of like, huh, told you so, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Whenever they tried like that initial them saying, oh, he's not that bad. Don't worry about him or don't worry about her. She's, she's all right. And then it turns out that, well, they are the douchebag or the, the, in spike term slut that they are mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i might have been strong on that but i'm also not wrong on many levels i mean come on like i'm not have you been to a penn state game <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly but no like they were they were all laughing at me because they said they literally said quote unquote there is no way you were any good at basketball and like it shouldn't that shouldn't piss me off but it really really did like it set me off i didn't say anything but like everything in my power, I just wanted to like transport us all to a basketball court, play like the best person that they had and just whoop his ass. That's mm-hmm. all I wanted to do. Like mm-hmm. I was so mad mm-hmm. and it shouldn't irritate me that much, but it was like, they were almost not making fun of me, but like, you, you know what I mean? I don't really like know disc- how to discrediting what you yeah, could possibly yeah, do. Yeah. Like underestimating just some sort of like weak, kid that is like kind of in charge of them but not really and they kind of make fun of me behind my back kind of thing mm-hmm. and that's all i wanted to do was just like school every single one of them and just watch them all just like be in awe and then kind of look at them like yeah i just showed you well and what a terrible sport too to like i feel like basketball obviously like the nba level like size is huge but like even juniata's team like juniata had a really good basketball team and they had kids on the team that looked like they never worked out Look, yeah, we're like five, six, five. You know what I mean? Like we had small kids. Like again, you just can't judge a book by its cover. And I feel like basketball is like a really shitty sport to be like. Oh, there's no way you played it. Like, yeah, yeah. If if you would have like said a, like, oh yeah, you were a linebacker in college, like, like obviously, yeah, like, like maybe I'm, you don't I'm, get I'm that five reaction, eleven, right? one sixty five. Right. Like, obviously, right. I wasn't a college linebacker. Right. I exactly. mean, have they seen Steve Nash? Like yeah, Steve Nash yeah, right? does not look like a professional basketball and player so, at all. And so it was more than just basketball it was like fill in the blank if i would have said that i did whatever or still do i said i still do it like you're really i mean it was more it was i'm telling you if you were there it was more than just you weren't good at that mm-hmm. it was like almost borderline making fun of me and it was mm-hmm. oh i was so angry yeah. and i'm still kind of irritated do you feel like they felt that they could get away with it just because you were a younger kind of figure and you're typically you're technically their their manager so they think they can like i i guess because because one of their jokes all night was that like literally two times throughout the night because this was like at 11 30 at night and i had mentioned the next morning i had to be at work at 5 45 so i had mentioned like two or three times i can't drink anymore i have to drive home i have to sleep so then their thing the rest of the night was making fun of me because oh you have to wake up at six next time connor says he has to wake up at six we all take a shot and it was just like and then um they put me in charge of the music at the beginning of the night i told them i don't have a playlist 
I don't make music or anything like that. Like I'm literally going to put on, I'm literally going to search party playlist and then play mm-hmm. it and see what happens. And like halfway through, it was just terrible. And this one kid played his playlist and everybody was loving it. And like every other song, he was like, Oh, who's playing the music now? I am. And it's like, Oh, what a dude. So, he sounds like so, a douchebag. So the entire night was literally my definition of how much I hate college and how much I hate <laughs> college people. Mm. Amen. It played it played off to my stereotypes. Yeah, that that's messed up. Was it like so the people that you're friends with on the golf course were they there and like you just I'm, saw I, uh, that side of them or was it? So I get along people? with everybody, but mm-hmm. the the people that I hang out with are all kind of like the older guys. So gotcha. like I'm in a two man league and he he just turned fifty. Like that's my partner. Gotcha. Okay. So so like yeah. no one that you were like fairly I don't want to say fairly close with, but the people that you were better friends with aren't really weren't really there. So I mean, what I'm getting yeah, here? yeah, that's Kinda. fair. That's yeah, that's fair. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah, that would be super frustrating. And I wonder if it's you said like there were some people that were only a year younger than you. And it's, again, it's not like you're 30, but yeah. I know I know there's a guy. Um, so through our program at work, it started I think in 2013 or 2014. So whenever we were going into college, uh, if it was 2014, but there was a guy who went through the first year of the program. And we hang out with him a lot um, at like potlucks and happy hours and things like that. And we jokingly call him like an old head, but like, I think it's all in all in fun. And I don't think he like gets upset about it, but now you have me like second guessing myself because, Oh no, no, I I don't, I don't mind that. No, I don't think he minds that. It's when you just like, just assume because I I don't even know. Yeah. it, it, It came out of nowhere and it was like, it makes you wonder what they think about you behind your back. Kind mm-hmm. of. Like yeah. If they're willing isn't, to say that, that the definition couple... of college. Yeah. It's <laughs> when they have a couple beers in them and they start saying that stuff again, it sounds dumb because they were criticizing my basketball game, but it, it just came out of nowhere and it was more than that. I don't know. Right. And, and the thing too, that I kind of, I kind of look at, like there's a difference between you going in there and being like, Oh yeah, I'm the best basketball player ever, blah, blah, blah. No. And they're trying to put you in your place versus, everyone talking about how they played sports and then they're all like coming at you for no reason. Yeah. That's messed up. Especially because I'm not even playing basketball right now. It literally was, what did you do? I played track and this, what did you do? I sang and did ballet. What did you do? I played basketball and tennis. (laughs) What? Yeah. It was one of those. That's strange. That That was a beautiful noise though, by the way. Thank you. I tried to hide it. Didn't really work, but let's, uh, (laughs) let's move on. Just sounds like, Oh, sorry. Well, let's move on from me being 23 and still being bullied. (laughs) (laughs) Um, <laughs> it oh, is torture boy. it is it really yeah, is yeah that, that's a great oh that's my a god good what a se- segue. thank you thank you that's a psychological <laughs> torture move that they're using at the penn state golf courses damn it all right before diving right into this week's topic we encourage you to subscribe on any one of our podcast platforms and leave a review and these uh, platforms include itunes spotify google play spreaker stitchers tune in radio youtube and the newly approved iHeartRadio. We appreciate all different kinds Ooh. of feedback. Yeah, thank you very much. We appreciate all different kinds of feedback, especially constructive criticism uh, that can help us improve. We really do appreciate that, positive or negative. I can't stress that enough. Uh, if you have any ideas for future content, topics, or if you want to ask us questions to be featured in one of our episodes throughout the mailbag episodes that we'll be having in the future, hopefully, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Vacant House PC. Again, at Vacant House PC. So, guys, let's get started here. 
as I said, we're going to be talking about torture, old torture, modern torture, psychological, physical, whatever. But first, let's kind of get to the basis of everything. What is you guys' definition of torture? Well, I guess I'll start off here. Uh, my definition of torture is literally bringing someone to their breaking point to the point where they either admit guilt, they give you a piece of information, uh, those kinds of things. Um, and whether it's psychological, whether it's physical, and there's different varying levels of the types of torture you can have, there's mild to severe, uh, many, we'll get into the examples later, I'm sure, but that's pretty much my modern definition. Yeah, so mine's very similar to Hayden's. Uh, I think anything that pushes people to like that point, whether it's willingly or like you just kind of do it and and they kind of take it that way. So like, I think a lot of people think of like waterboarding and breaking bones, like mafia stuff. Um, I think a lot of it now in today's society is a lot of psychological. Um, there's a lot of different things going on. The first thing I don't want to like jump into examples, but whatever you said about us doing this topic, the first thing I thought of was stoning. And I thought yeah. of that book we had to read and I, I looked it up as I was driving back very bad on me, but remember the, we had to watch a, we had to read a book and watch, uh, the lottery by Shirley Jackson. Yes. I think sir. that was Mrs. McNair's class. Yep. And I just remember like, I don't remember hardly anything of it, but I just remember that the gar the girl at the end. Got stoned yeah, to death. someone won the lottery and yeah. the, the winner got stoned. Mm -hmm. Which is yeah. messed up. I never would have thought of that until you brought that up. Yeah, so I forgot right? about that movie. That, <laughs> right? I can't believe you watched that in school. If you would watch that today, people would go crazy. That's crazy. That's probably true. Yeah, and that was what? Well, I guess it's not five years ago. Jeez, that's probably. So ah! McNair yeah. was ten. Was McNair was my tenth grade year? So that would have been seven years ago. Wow. Yeah. So I mean. Things have really changed since we were in school, let alone when our parents were in school. Like, it's wild how today's society is. Absolutely. So my definition is, again, similar. I think everybody's definition is probably the same. It's when you use any type of pain, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, social, whatever, to get to a goal. And it doesn't even have to be to get an answer. Like, did you do this? You're not going to answer, all right, I'm going to cut off your finger. No, it's even if you just hate somebody because of their race or their skin or, you know, their religion or whatever, the goal still is to hurt that person because you hate them. Mm -hmm. So it's whatever you can do to further your goal uh, to hurt that person in a psychological or a physical way. So to kind of move on, um, I know right now I was looking it up. Right now, torture is illegal. It's a human... You know, they consider it a human right, uh, human rights issue. Uh, it's not moral. What do you got? How do you guys stand on that? Um, should it be entirely illegal or should it be legal in dire situations in that, you know, say, for example, there's some sort of thing going on. There's one person who knows how to save a bunch of lives and the president okays. Like, is that okay with you guys or should it just be completely banned? Yeah, that's the scenario I was kind of imagining is like there's there's really not a lot of places where you should be able to but you kind of think of like out of movies like if a spy gets this terrorist and traps him in a room like he wants he wants to die he wants to kill himself at that point because a lot of those i don't want to say those types of people but like very bad people yeah just want bad things to happen they don't want to help save lives right so they would rather just be off but i think the only way to get to them and break them down psychologically is to torture them so then you could eventually 
again, it, it, it's looking for the positive out of out of a very negative situation. I think would be the only reason to do it. Now, if we're talking like torture as in just like temporary pain, uh, whether it be, I mean, I guess torture could be long-term psychological pain, Yeah. but like, I don't know if that's moving into like the death penalty type deal. So that, that's one of the things that they can say, they, they even, uh, I say they, mm-hmm. we even as a country, I guess, consider that as torture as well, because it's still mm-hmm. violating human rights. Right. So that's kind of the thing that, they, so that's obviously many states still have the death penalty, but for the majority of the states, they still consider that torture. Now, would hazing fall under torture? I mean, that's where it kind of gets. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, like the whole Penn, for yeah. example, the whole Penn State thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and for everybody who doesn't know, obviously, a couple years ago, when I was a junior, I think I was a junior, um, Penn State was under this big uh, investigation because they hazed these kids so hard that one of them ended up dying because he fell down a flight of stairs. And no was one can... called and did anything about yeah, it. Yeah, they let the him part. lay there because they thought he was okay, but he was actually dead. And if they would have mm-hmm. called right away, he would have been saved. Now that kind of brings up the question, were they torturing him? Were they psychologically messing with him to force him to harm himself? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it kind of gets in the gray areas there. It, mm-hmm. it, obviously, it'd be easier to make black and white, but you, you can't because there are so many different different definitions of it Hayden I'm very interested to see what you had to say to hear <laughs> um <laughs> you, just oh God. you just know it's gonna be good <laughs> you can't tell me that it's not already happening completely all the time everywhere you know what I every mean? country by I the, agree yeah by the government especially right I mean there's abs- absolutely no way that these people in the FBI and the military get these crazy terrorists that are out there bombing people and don't slap them around a little bit to get some information. Because real quick, because you know that these terrorists that they catch say they torture them. What are the terrorists going to do? Say that they torture me and try to get like his sentence yeah. reduced. No, right. they're already going to prison, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And, and the thing is they are already in such a dire situation where th- like, just for example, the Islamic terrorists over in like Iraq, or wherever you know they are uh like they would willingly die for their what they're doing yep and torture is literally the is nothing if you think about it they they would literally blow themselves up for for their cause Mm -hmm. it's just so minuscule that it's there's no way one that our government isn't doing anything and no, no way number two that Every every country in the world is doing it in some way, shape, or form. Even with common criminals in the world today, I still believe that they're probably being tortured in some way. Oh no, I I, compl- I completely agree with all that. Um, mm-hmm. The thought um, that this stuff doesn't happen in literally every single country and every single place is—I think everybody believes this. I mean. You, you can base it off you watching shows all you want, but you know it's happening in real life. How do you think that we we get some of this information? Yeah, there's so much intel that they get that there's absolutely no way that it doesn't come from waterboarding someone or shocking them or slapping them around and beating them up, taking some teeth out. You know, it's yeah. just like it's really weird, nasty stuff like that. But should it be entirely illegal? I don't know. That's a very fine line to walk. Uh, if you legalize it completely, then 
what what gives someone not the right to like um i don't know let's say they catch a thief in their house and then what gives someone not the right to torture them and get some answers out of them you know what i mean yeah. it, that's that's the black and white answer that is so that is so tough because it's how can you draw the line of what is legal and what isn't other than just even even if you say okay say president trump um does have the authority to say yes or no how do you define what's too far and what's not how do um, you define say say there is a terrorist and i'm not going to say what kind of terrorist because i don't want to be tagged as anything here but say there is a terrorist and you have the opportunity to save thousands of lives what is too far to try to get an answer from that person to save those lives? Are you going to say that you wouldn't trade that life, that dangerous life for all those thousands of people, because we're trying to save human rights here. Mm -hmm. And that's no where it's like, how do, how do we draw this line? <laughs> it's just, I, I don't think you can draw the line. I you think can. it's just, I think it's just, you have to, just i guess go with it right now and completely say it's illegal and i i'm pretty sure it is illegal in the united states i don't think they it is technically can do any sort of torture but if you think about they it can. they go into an interrogation room and if you ever listen to some of those interrogations that is some psychological oh, it's psychological sure. and that, and that's kind of a good segue so i was i was looking up um some of like the older torture methods, uh, medieval, I, I looked and mostly medieval torture methods are like the most brutal uh, physically. But in modern times now, it's definitely more psychological. It's more mm -hmm. of putting them in a certain setting that kind of drives them, you know, crazy. Yeah. Um, so like the number one that I see here is, I, I don't think this sounds terrible, but obviously I'm not there. But it's literally putting them in this white cell, this white padded cell. Everything's white. The food that you get is white rice. When you have to take a poop, like it's you, you have to do it in like this white toilet that they present to you. Like they slide it underneath the toilet. The you have to slide like a piece of paper underneath the door to tell them that you have to go to the bathroom. And they wear shoes that you can't even hear. So it doesn't sound terrible. Dude, but that it's would the, drive you nuts. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it doesn't sound terrible off the bat, but if you mm -hmm. really, really, really think about it and you think about how long you'd be in there and how long it would take to drive you just insane, mm. it really would. So you, so you look at these modern torture methods and you, and you can look at them if you guys want. A lot of it is psychological more than physical. Mm -hmm. Well, th think about this type of thing too with how connected we are today. So maybe, I don't know, 1920s, 1930s. Like, you put someone in a white room. Like, I was just listening to Joe Rogan's podcast on my way back to Pittsburgh from the beach. And one of the things they were talking about was, what the hell did these people do in the 1920s? Like, did they just sit and, and like, stare at a wall or play cards? or You know what I mean? Like, there's a point yeah. where, where you just become so exhausted of social conversations and, and, and doing things that you just want to sit down. Like, I really didn't get that much, like, what I would call, like, me time at the beach to where I just sit and, like, watch a few videos on my phone. And, like... I feel like throwing someone like if Hayden, if they threw you or me into that room, I would go nuts in two days at the minimum. Which, which room are you talking about? I'm, like just, just, just a completely empty room with nothing to do. Mm. I imagine you have the, uh, the thing where you can't yeah. move your arms and legs. Uh, what the hell is that called? 
You know what I'm talking it's about? A turtle sl- or a turtle vest or something. Yeah, whatever yeah. that is, to where like you are. Com- that's like the the loony bin. Like that's where like you you can't do anything, and they're trying to drive you nuts because they say you are nuts, kind of deal. Like that would completely destroy me because I'm connected. I'm so connected to where maybe if if you're like if you're just in a regular prison cell, like you can talk to other people, you still have social interaction. Like that would to some people. I see what you're saying, Spike. To where it doesn't seem as bad as like pulling your limbs apart <laughs> yeah like you know what but, i mean like it just sounds yeah. terrible i understand right. that mm-hmm. it would drive you crazy mm-hmm. you know but yeah that's definitely just... the goal of that for sure but um I like, I i'm looking at another one here like there's one it's called hell confinement and it uses the device that includes a pair of handcuffs a pair of foot shackles um both of which are linked to a steel rod and now this rod is like against your back like kind of mm-hmm. up to your neck Okay. And you can't walk, sit, use a toilet, or even feed yourself. Like you have to stand there in a straight line, otherwise it's gonna like stab you kind of. Jeez. So so that that is physical, but at the same time, that's very psychological. Like you would break down. Yeah. Wow. That you know what I mean? Well, like it's not just it's not just putting a rod rod to you and stabbing you in the neck. Like, no, like they're kind of like not really forcing you to stab yourself, but you know what I mean? Yeah, that that's very bad. So that's what I was looking at is that all these <laughs> modern methods are like so much more psychological than physical. And um, if you guys have anything to add on on that, I will get to some of the gruesome torture methods that they used in mid- medieval well, Europe. I'll kind of add on to yeah, what Bargo ahead. said. Bargo kind of mentioned how if we were trapped in a room, like imagine how deep into your own thoughts you would be. Mm-hmm you would be reevaluating everything. It'd be everything you experienced in your lifetime coming to straight in front of you. And it'd be almost like it would be displayed on those white walls of nothing where you're just, it's projecting your life in front of your eyes and you would get in such a dark place in your mind that it's almost instant depression. It's, that's crazy. Do you know what it reminded me of? Do you guys remember that SpongeBob episode where squidward tries to like travel back in time yeah and he ends up like breaking the space-time continuum and he goes into that white room and everything he says like gets repeated like a million times yeah and they're like alone 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 that's how it is yeah and it's almost like developing schizophrenia within minutes Mm -hmm. or days you know it's you would be so deep in your own thoughts and so paranoid, especially because you couldn't do anything. You would just be trapped there and you, you are out of control completely. So think of what society paints as like a prison to us to where let's say you killed someone and you go to this prison where you're with a bunch of other people in orange jumpsuits that killed people. Those people have a chance. Like you obviously see like the whole, like, you have the whole like, uh, this guy's going to dominate you kind of deal, or this guy's going to beat the shit out of you. But like, you have some people that you, you, you kind of see the media paints. Like you go to prison, you start doing pushups and pull-ups. You start reading at the library. You start trying to like do something about your life. And if you're in this room, you can't do anything. So like, you can't asserting, I think it's like, it's not a tourniquet. Is it? Does that sound right? A tourniquet as in like the thing that, that you can't move your arms and legs to where like you're all wrapped up to where you're just like kind of sitting there. Yeah. So whether that's right or not, but you're, you're in one of these things, you don't have a pencil, you literally just have your thoughts. So imagine like just taking you out of your current life, going into a room like that for two months and then trying to come back and live a life 
a normal, like what you would consider a normal life where you're connected, you're talking to people, you're, you're kind of objectified to where every, there's tons of objects around you, tons of resources, like playing games, watching TV, like those two months would probably feel, would probably feel the equivalent of, uh, when we talked about space and how you'd come back and it's like three times your lifetime. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like that would be the longest you guys ever have days where you just feel like your day went super long because you were just like talking to people or you were playing a game and I don't know, like that would, that would absolutely be wild. That's not something I would ever want to do, but it's also something I would want to do if that makes any sort of sense. Like just to see like how nutty you would be. Because none of us would would last thirty days without being, without completely pivoting like our view on life, like our view. Because you're Matt, you're just inside your own head. No one's talking to you. No one's communicating. Yeah, like I said, That's when the world. guard when the guards walk away in this room, they wear these special shoes that you can't even hear. So you, mm-hmm. literally, the only thing that you hear is yourself, and the only color that you see is white. Yeah. Ooh, that's a lot. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. But uh, let's get to these some of these medieval torture devices because I found these super interesting but super, super painful to think about. So the number one that I wanted to share is absolutely brutal. And it doesn't sound very creative, but holy crap would it hurt. So it's called the Judas Cradle. And in, me- in medieval times, the Judas Cradle it says was uh, among the most disturbing torture methods. And this is on buzzfeed.com, by the way, for anybody who is like super uptight about that kind of stuff. Um, Victims would be hoisted above a pyramid like device. So a point at the top and lowered onto the tip. So for guys, their butthole would be like going down onto this pyramid tip. And for girls, it'd be their, you know what down into this pyramid Uh. tip. And it would go so far up that it would cause permanent damage, and sometimes it would cause them to be impaled and die. Oh, yuck! That would suck. <laughs> so that's I what I mean by I like that's know. what I mean by there was so much physical, like more yeah. physical back then. I don't know what my expectation was uh. like coming into this because I'm thinking like, oh, there's going to be one that's not that bad. Like it's it's torture. Like obviously it's going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? but obviously this one is a little bit worse. Yeah. That, wow. That's yeah. all I can say. That's just rough. Right? And I'm sure there's more. Yeah, real quick before jumping into that, tourniquet is what you put on your arm to stop blood flow. That is very wrong. That is um, very wrong. I was thinking, yeah, it, but it's, it's okay. It's a straight jacket is what I was looking for. To where, like, you can't, you, you are not able to use your arms. You're kind of just, like, all tucked there. So I just wanted to correct that before people were like, oh, tourniquet is not what that is. You know, I would do the same thing. Like, <laughs> That's okay. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, another form, and this is very, very simple, but it is a form of what they used to do. Um, they would skin people alive. So they would start. At your, they would start at your feet, obviously, and they would skin you like the deer that you shot while you were hunting. Oh my god! Yeah. While you're alive. While you're alive. What? What? Like? What time period is this? This is medieval. Medieval, medieval Europe. God, like Black Plague type of shit. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. That is just so like gruesome and gross. It. Wow. I I don't even know what to say to that. I don't think it's, there's any comment really to make. It's it's just so speaks- crazy because like now our torture, like I said, is psychological, or the physical torture is like, 
you know, waterboarding or like put like shoving a needle up your like uh your fingernail or something oh. like that. No, what? no, oh. people skinned each other alive. What what is this? What's the specific method called? What what do they call it? Uh, it is called flaying. F L A Y I N G. Oh my god, Bargo! That's flaying. Why would you do that? <laughs> it's a drawing, but still, I I did I did not picture it like that. I pictured like you're just taking all the skin out. Not that you'd be able to wear someone else's skin afterwards. That's gross. Wow. Hold on, I just found another crazy one. Oh, this next one, once you're done. Oh, my gosh. Look at that one. Uh, what? Could you Ugh. imagine that happening? Oh. Yeah. All right, you guys ready for this next one? I'm not going to yeah. read the name because it gives it away. Sure. So they would take this, like, this giant clamp. Um, so t- actually, take, like, a giant set of tongs. Like, take, like a, life- like, a life-size set of, like, tongs. And instead of, like, those little, like, you know, rounded things at the end they're two sides like a forks almost and they would take them and they would set them on a woman's breast and rip off their breast oh it's called the breast ripper <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty self-explanatory <laughs> yeah that's why i was like i'm not gonna read this to these guys they're gonna know exactly what it is <laughs> the breast ripper the breast ripper oh my god oh my god look at what they look like that's crazy yeah yeah that's what i mean like it's oh my gosh Here's a picture of it, Bargo. Uh, nope. Yep, that's it. Right there. The breast stripper. Look it up. Wow. It, it would pay to really not have big tits. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <What do> you... <laughs> but then again, like, I feel like the people they would use that on. Oh, my God. Those things are probably 30 pounds ripping off. Dude, it's oh, could you imagine just oh, I think about being the people that do this? What kind of heartless human being? Would just be able to do this. The same people that couldn't just come home after a day of work and watch a YouTube video. They have to like, <laughs> you know what I mean? They can't. How do they de-stress? They rip off people's tits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even love that. Is that not that. true? <laughs> like it is. Like I feel so bad for laughing. But... Do you think? Do you think they go to the gym and just run on the treadmill? No. <laughs> Time to go to the breast ripper. (laughs) The breast. They have their their breast ripper guy. Oh my god! Call up Bartholomew. (laughs) Oh my god! Oh, that's so. That's so messed up. This next one's called the breaking wheel. So the device was typically a large wagon wheel with uh, radial spokes. Um, Offenders were lashed to the wheel and their limbs beaten with a club or an iron club. The gaps in the wheel allowed the limbs to give way and break. Um, disturbingly, so like take like this giant like kind of wheel and they kind of tie them to it to to a way that when they spin it, each limb goes a separate way. Oh, yeah, oh. that's it right there. Um, similarly, if you ever watched the Saw series in one of the movies, they put this guy in like this device and the device turns your head a different way, your torso a different way, and your lower section the opposite way. One of those things. Mm. Yeah. What? Were people just that Savages. bored that they came Savages. up with? Yeah, like, how do you even come up with these things and I think, remember, oh, that would be a great idea? Back then, like, racism, sexism, they weren't things. It was just like, 
this person is not like us. Just just pilter and rape them, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. This is how it works? Hold on. I'm about to show you guys. Yeah, go ahead. Look at this picture. It takes you through the one, two, three process. <laughs> no. Oh. 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 That would be the absolute. I mean, so for anybody who isn't listening or looking at this picture, so it starts out with the first picture of a <laughs> guy just sitting there. looking at the picture? <laughs> That's a good point. That's a very good point. Dang it. It's so okay. it starts out with this guy just sitting on the wheel normally. Then the second picture is like him slightly twisting. And then the third picture is just his body just completely just defigured i mean it's gross it is absolutely yeah, disgusting. that is wow. that's very disgusting all right so the last one i wanted to read here is called the knee splitter <laughs> so this is uh consisted of two spiked wood blocks which were placed in front of and behind the knee the blocks which were connected by large screws would be turned and made to close towards each other destroying the knee underneath the technique would render the knees useless. The number of spikes on the blocks varied from three to twenty, often depending on the nature of the crime. Oh. So it just completely ruined your knee or your legs for life. Yeah, that's it right there. Oh, so it's picture two like two by four pieces with spikes going up from each side and just collapsing on both of your your knee your kneecap and behind your knee. Oh my god that's, so that's why i was like looking at this and i was like they didn't care about your psychological needs needs back then they were no. like we're just gonna skin you alive yeah they didn't really try to break i feel like they didn't really try to break people down they did not they they knew what they wanted to accuse them of there was no changing their minds and boom we're gonna tear off your breast well and think about this too and maybe i'm reading way too into it but because of like where we are today there's so much media out there so, like, if someone gets, like, cyberbullied or, I don't know, like, this mental, psychological, like, we have recordings. They, I don't know. Someone can be – I could take a picture of you, Spike. If you sent me a picture of your body, I could take yeah. that picture and throw it up on the internet, and that could be, like, completely psychologically damaging to you. But, yeah. like, they didn't really have the outlets back then because you couldn't print, you couldn't post, you couldn't really do anything. So, I feel like when you're trying to shame someone – the only real way to shame them is through torture or dis dismemberment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. How, how would you, how would you make an example of someone in like the 15, 1600s, you know, if it wasn't God. through this, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Unless you're like just, shaming people with like the kick me sign and, and stuff like that. But I, I highly doubt they really cared too much about that. I mean, just looking at some of this stuff is crazy. Like, yeah. That they literally built this stuff. Like, can you imagine the very first time that they were like, all right, dude. So, like, Simon, I want you to build this pyramid. And at the very top, there's going to be a point, And I want you to put people's buttholes on it and rip them apart. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. I'm looking at one now. It's called denailing, where they literally just pull all your fingernails and toenails off. Oh. Wouldn't that be so that's, terrible? So that's actually a great segue into uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about. Can you guys think of anything, like any torture devices? I don't know if they exist or not, but can you think of anything that would just be absolutely disgusting and gross? Oh, and I know, I know that we can think of some because we're all disgusting people. Got one for you. Go ahead. A device. So I'm going to put you in this scenario, Spike. So you're in a white room. Okay. And you're in a straitjacket where you can't move. And it's the same scenario that you painted earlier, except Fair. there's one audio clip playing on loop. 
and it's just people eating with their mouth open. Oh my gosh! No! <laughs> Shoot me in the head! Shoot me! Oh my gosh! No! No! Could you imagine? And, and I would lose my, you know what? Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was picturing more of like taking like um I, I was thinking about taking male genitalia and like crucifying their nutsack oh interesting wow that, <laughs> that like hanging like nailing them by their balls yeah so not even not even by their sack Ooh. but literally take a nail and hammer oh. it into their nut into their nut oh, oh my god <laughs> so i can't i can't really th- i can't really think of anything but Wow. I, usually I can think of stuff like that. <laughs> like oh, right got, off the top of my head. I got I got another one if you don't Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So you cut off a person's head yeah. and then you put a spring. <laughs> well, they're already dead. Well, okay. So you okay. – <laughs> I, I don't know how you can do this without killing them. <laughs> but, oh but you you make it so the neck is not attached and you put this big like screw in there, like that big spring screw to where they become a bobblehead. <laughs> Wow! Could you picture like talk you about shaming? Put, you put like, that you put that in someone's desk at work. Oh my god! Yeah, that, that's that's serial killer shit. I'm sure we'll see oh that in our my. lifetime. And it wasn't me. Like it wasn't Margo. If, if like five years from now there's there's some guy that's going around killing people and turning them into bobbleheads, it's absolutely not me. And oh. I don't think they watch this podcast. Oh but, my god! I just thought of one. I just Go thought ahead. of one. Go this ahead. is gonna be this is pretty gruesome. So, you know the leg press machines, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see those? Mm-hmm. So, imagine if instead of like it being a leg press, you put a bunch of weight on the leg press itself. And then you force their knees so they're kind of locked. And then you let all that weight just smush their knee, like leg backwards. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. <sighs> Speaking that made Barco of- cringe. Oh yeah, dude. Well, similar to that, could you imagine like those machines that they use to smash cars with? Could you oh, imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine if they took that really, really slow though, and not even, not even like top down, like crush your ribs and everything, but like sideways to crush your head and your feet first? Oh, see, see, things that are practical, which are the ones we're saying now, like make me cringe even more because those are things you could actually like believe. Yeah, like, I can totally see. Like every time I go and jump on the leg press, now I'm gonna think I'm gonna release it. It's just gonna all crush back and bend my knees and and screw me up. But like, I don't really as gruesome as like denailing or I don't know uh, what was the one where you like take the entire skin off. Oh, flay, flaying, flaying, flaying like flaying, things like yeah. that. Like I don't really. It, it's gross, but it's also like I'm probably not gonna wake up tomorrow and be in that situation. Yeah, <laughs> I hope. The one no. that I think sound, like hurts the most that you wouldn't lose anything or you wouldn't die is like I said earlier, when you like you're you stick a needle, like literally take a, a large needle and stick it up your fingernail or your toenails. Uh, Could you imagine how much that would hurt? Yeah, that wow. would not be good. I, it's a it's a in an episode of Prison Break where he like sticks it in just a little bit holds it there with his left hand and takes his right hand and just smacks it in there and could you imagine the pain that would go into that yeah that would but I, I just oof. found something super on the like weird on the internet i don't know what website you're on spike are you on gizmodo uh it was buzzfeed and a couple other ones but i exited out of them okay so i just found this one and 
I'm just going to put it in the uh, chat, and I want you guys to make a guess of what it's used for. Oh, boy. This ought to be good. Okay, so uh, I saw that. I didn't read it. It's called, like, the pairing or the, the something it, pair. It's called the pair of anguish. And okay, it was so- used to it was used to punish women who forced miscarriages, blasphemers, and homosexuals. And what they would do is they would stick it in the butt or the vagina, and then they would twist that and pry open. And if you see the little spikes at the end, and yeah. then they would rip it out. Oh, Ooh. Uh, wow! Oh my gosh! Wowza! What? Like, like I said, picture the first time that they thought of these things. Like, the first time that the squire brought this little pairing device to the king. It was like, King Daniel, I brought the pairing, you know, butthole ripper. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, what the heck? Yeah, and, the, and he was probably like, what a wonderful idea. Let's I give it to, to people you. who, wanna, you know. Oh my God. I, I, I must knight you now. Uh-huh. Or the guy that's like, you know what? Why don't we take this cattle prod and use it on humans? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Jeez, um. Yeah, this episode is having me like really squirmish. Yeah, this is wow. making me want to watch some Saw episodes. Ooh, isn't it shocking that Saul hasn't had a, a movie where someone's gotten turned into a bobblehead? I feel like after watching this, like they will. after after like the human bobblehead or the testicle crucifixion, they should like <laughs> yeah. really create a horror movie off of this. Yeah, you know, just based on all of the medieval like torture devices, that would be crazy. Goodness, uh, like I don't even know what to say. Yeah, I, I don't think there's much more to rest say. Rest in peace, all you torture victims of the medieval times. I guess. Did you imagine that cleanup? Think about <laughs> cleaning it up. The cleanup, the cleanup crew that would come. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh my and God. they're not sanitary at all. They didn't have vinyl or nitro gloves at the time, so there's no way. Oh, the disease. Oh my God. No wonder the blood. Never mind. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. So, do you guys have anything oh. else to add to this? Wow. Other than how disgusted we are, I'm sorry wow. that we had to do this one. I mean, it... <laughs> hey, who who came up with this episode? This I... you. No, really. yeah, so we were all drunkenly, well, not drunkenly, we were all talking we're at Jared's buzzed. bachelor party. Yeah, we are buzzed yeah. talking about different ideas. I don't know who said torture. I, I have really, it could have been me, it could have been you. Could, I, don't, I really I don't know. I don't know, but regardless, um, great, great things wow. to talk about, um, but cool. also very, uh, oof. yeah. Yeah, I, I think we need a break from this. So uh, for all of you out there that tuned in, I can't even like speak in a good, like, <laughs> spike manner now because i'm just so freaked out that i'm gonna wake up to like someone ripping off my boob or something (laughs) (laughs) the breast ripper is here the breast ripper the breast ripper all right well for all of you that tuned in thanks again for listening we seriously do appreciate it we love you guys this is why we're doing it not only because we love having conversation but because people are listening uh it kind of gives us a little bit extra you know what i'm saying Mm. Uh, make sure you give us a like and a follow on all of our social media accounts. And it's at Bacon House PC. Again, at Bacon House PC. Write us a review on iTunes uh, if you enjoyed the show. And again, thank you all for your support. And as we always say, please keep your thoughts alive. Mm-hmm.